Welcome, Huda Thunkers. Uh, this is the host of the Huda Thunker podcast, Zeb, coming at you as always. Episode ninety-nine: The Coca-Cola Secret. I'm recording this this episode on Tuesday afternoon. I just started a new job, and I no longer have off in the middle of the week. I don't have a four ten schedule. I work five days out of the week.、Uh, this new job is a lot to learn. Lots going on. Takes up a lot of my time.、Um, but but this week they're letting me go after just you know like five six hours of the shift because they don't have time to train me. So this week I'm getting in an episode. I don't know. The future of this podcast is not guaranteed. Lots going on. Um, I might. I'm salaried now, so I might not have as much time to do the podcast. But I will try my best. I will try to get out on Wednesdays.、Um, but we shall see. Anyway, let's start this episode off with the recommendation segment. As always, first I'd like to recommend、um, not a specific title, but fighting games. I'm a gamer. I like to play video games. And you know, last week, last week's episode was about capoeira. Uh, a unique martial art that came from African slave communities that formed in Brazil. The only reason I knew that this form of martial art existed was because of a video game franchise called Tekken that I had played when I was just a boy. There's a char- there are wait there is a character in that franchise named Eddie Gordo who is a capoeira master, and that is how his character fights in the game. Talk about it a lot more in the the episode before episode ninety eight. Well, a few days after publishing that episode, I was cruising through the PlayStation Store on my PS4 and saw that Tekken Seven was on there. So Tekken's still alive.、Um, it wasn't on sale or anything, and so it was listed for about fifty bucks. Even though the game is about five years old, usually games. About five years old or older,、um, start going on sale a little bit cheaper. But no, this is still fifty bucks. I almost didn't buy it, but my lovely fiance Shannon pointed out the fact、um, that it cost her about fifty dollars to get her nails done, and that if I really wanted it, you know, why not treat myself? I don't treat myself as much, so I bought it. Tekken Seven, and I've been playing、um, and having having a ball,、uh, reliving the fighting game me- mechanics I loved so much as a kid. Now, so my recommendation to you, dear Huda Thunker, is to get a fighting game of your choice, whichever holds the most nostalgia, and pl-、uh, and play for like an hour or so. Just check it out. Whether you prefer Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter, or any of the other fighting games, there's tons of them. I promise it'll be fun, even just for a little bit. Try to convince your significant other or friend to play with you on a split screen match. Um, not just online. Play with someone sitting next to you. One of the best parts about a fighting game is that you you、um, you have no idea how to play the game, and you can still have fun.、Um, you have no idea what the buttons are. You're not an expert or anything. And you know it's called button mashing. So as long as you、um, as you just randomly press、uh, press the punch and kick buttons, you still have a chance to kick some virtual ass. Do that. It's a fun time. And you know maybe not buy a new one. You might just be able to. Dust off with your old console and old game. Just check it out. It is a fun time if you have nothing to do on, a, on an afternoon or something like that. Now, for the main event, after you've played some of your Tekken or Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and you've done some、uh, fatalities or whatever, now you can listen to this main event here. So the main event here is about the Coca-Cola secret. I just read some articles, did read some fun facts. I just thought Coca-Cola is interesting.、Um, no main narrative, I would say, but There is some. They do have some secrecy, and their history, I think, is really cool. I didn't know 
where they came from. So, and you probably heard a couple of things like Coca-Cola actually had cocaine in it. Yes and no. We'll get to that. Coca-Cola never patented their secret formula because otherwise they would be required to disclose it to the public. That's the general thing that got me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. What's the laws behind that? So they never patented their formula. It's not it's not on record anywhere. Um, so they have this weird secret thing going on where it's technically anyone can use it, but they have to get their hands on it first or have to get the knowledge of it. And because of that, they've gone through some quite a lot of uh, trouble to keep this secret from the public. And a lot of interesting has come out of it. Um, in 1886, this is the beginning of Coca-Cola. In 1886, a Confederate colonel in the American Civil War by the name John Pemberton was wounded in battle and subsequently became addicted to morphine, which isn't surprising as morphine is an opioid and they gave it out like candy in those days. John Pemberton was an American pharmacist who is best known as the inventor of Coca-Cola. In May 1886, he developed an early version of a beverage that would later become world famous as Coca-Cola, but sold his rights to the drink shortly before his death so that's john pemberton to battle his addiction so once he got addicted to that opioid or the or morphine back in civil war from a from a wound um he was like oh my gosh i'm addicted to this what do i do one of the things he came up with to battle his addiction he came with up with a drink that would help him fight the cravings for morphine that drink would become coca-cola he then tried to sell his invention invented drink at market with uh, moderate success The secret recipe was passed down word of mouth for decades, never being written down for fear of someone stealing it. It wasn't until 1919 that the Coca-Cola recipe was written down, uh, you know, pen to paper, at least that we know of. A man named Ernest Woodruff was the head of a group of investors who wanted to springboard Coca-Cola's success. The investors took out a loan to buy the Coca-Cola company in 1919 and used the first known written record of the Coca-Cola secret formula as collateral. With a written copy of the recipe or formula as collateral, the deal went through. The investing group bought Coca-Cola for $25 million. dollars. Um, they offered half a million shares to the public. That's $500,000 at $40 a share. So a lot of money. The trust company was the underwriter. Uh, that's what they were called. The trust company was an underwriter for 19 or for the 1919 acquisition and public offering deal. Then the trust company merged with another financial entity and became the Sun Trust Bank. A uh, little vocab word for you. Um, I said the trust company was the underwriter. What is an underwriter? I didn't know. I had to look it up. Thought I'd share it with you. Underwriting services are provided by some large financial institutions such as banks, insurance companies, and investment houses, whereby they guarantee payment in case of damage or financial loss and accept the financial risk for liability arising from such guarantee. To give you an idea of what an underwriter is, on the lower level of salary, what they range of what they make, they make around $46,000 a year, usually those at entry-level positions. So that's where it starts out. Forty-six thousand a year. Eh, that's that's some money, I guess. I, I I always thought bank people would make way more than that, even an entry. But you know, forty-six thousand a year, you can live off that um, in America. Now, for eighty-six long years, this formula for the Coca-Cola recipe was held in the main vault at Atlanta, Georgia's Sun Trust Bank. So Sun Trust was, um, like I said, the trust company. They're the ones that first did that acquisition and public offering deal. They got merged, became Sun Trust Bank, and now Sun Trust Bank held this recipe in their main vault for 86 years for a really long time. But then in 2011, the original secret formula was transported from the SunTrust vault to a new vault that Coca-Cola uses 
as like an attraction for their World of Coca-Cola Museum. Yes, that's a real thing. There's a Coca-Cola Museum, and there should be. I mean, think about it. Came out of the Civil War.、Um, And there's a guy from the colonel from the Civil War made it. It was then brought, it had some success, came in the economy, and we'll get into some crazier facts. I kind of like that there's a museum about it, but it is kind of weird that it's just a soft drink company if you think about it. My tin hat size says that the vault that they keep on display doesn't actually hold the secret formula, but that's just sneaking suspicion of mine. I don't actually know that, but think about it. You know why wouldn't you? Do, I don't know why keep it in the vault where everyone knows where it's at. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I, it makes more sense that that vault's probably just an attraction, and it wouldn't actually be in there. Because if robbers would view it as a,、um, like a, what do you call it? Like a challenge to get in there. They make everyone think it's there, but it's not. That's what I would do. So I don't think it's actually in there. Now here's where we get into some weird secret agent type stuff. The Coca-Cola company says they have two higher up senior exec types that know the secret formula at any given time, but that's it. No one else in the world supposedly has the secret formula. However, they never give any names or official positions for those two execs that have the formula. We do know that all senior executives cannot travel on the same plane, so they're not allowed to be in the same area. They're worried about getting their. They're so Coca-Cola is so worried about their formula being stolen because they don't have it patented that they don't even allow two execs to be in the same plane together. Or you know, for fear of being hijacked,、uh, they would hijack a plane just to get this Coca-Cola formula. That's how big their their recipe is. I mean, I guess there's a lot of money behind it, but once again, this is for a freaking soft drink. <laughs> and although I couldn't find anything to back this up, I'm certain at some point in my life I watched a video describing how. Um, even these two men don't know the entire recipe as individuals. Each of them have like half the recipe, and only when they're together is the whole recipe there. But these two guys are never in the same room together. They're on the same plane. That's why they're not together. So no one, no one single person in the world knows this recipe. Is is the idea?、Um, other than it is in a vault somewhere. It's it's so weird. This, I try to look up about the two guys, and you, you can't get any of the information on them.、Um, but we'll say out later that that you know the secret did come out, sort of. They think the vault, like one straight from a film, has a palm scanner, a numerical code pad, and massive steel door. So it has to scan your palm. It has you have to put it a code, and you can't really crack it because it's gigantic. Inside its walls, there's another safe box with more security features, and inside that, a metal case containing what its owners call "quote the most guarded trade secret in the world," a piece of paper with, according to Coca-Cola, is a recipe inside of it. So, all that there's a huge vault. Two dudes know it, but they only know half. So they're never in the same room together, not even the same plane or whatever. So lots of secret going on. Now let's go over some of the facts here、um, about Coca-Cola. In 2011, the American Life published what it believed to be the recipe found in a 130-year-old notebook belonging to the inventor's best friend. The drink's 15 ingredients include cinnamon, neroli, coriander, and nutmeg oil, among other things. Coca-Cola insisted if any if Anything. This was an old recipe. They don't actually keep using it. However, it's public knowledge now. The American Life published it, and we all can look at it. They say it's not accurate, but why would they? They're like, oh, you got us. That's the recipe. Go ahead. All this money and effort we've gone into keeping it secret. You're right. You got us. Keep it. No, it makes sense that they would be like, ah,、oh, we don't use that one anymore. Don't pay attention to that. What the American Life published. That's not what we use anymore.
Now, despite being invented by John Pemberton, it actually was a businessman called Asa Griggs Chandler uh, who brought Coca-Cola to the masses. Having bought Coca-Cola from Pemberton in 1888 for $550, he marketed it aggressively, making millions in return. And Coca-Cola is known for their really aggressive uh, and really successful advertising campaigns. They've influenced so many different things around the world, from Santa Claus to the polar bears, like... You know, Coca-Cola is one of the most well-named knowns around the world, or well-known names around the world. During World War II, this is—I thought this is a cool fact. One of the Coca-Cola leaders, Robert Woodruff, Wood, Woodruff, uh, declared servicemen and women should be able to get a bottle of Coca-Cola for five cents wherever they were in the world, no matter what it cost the company. More than five billion bottles of Coke were distributed to U.S. troops. Portable uh, soda fountains were even flown into remote areas in the South Pacific. This photo, or there, there's photos of it that you can see of servicemen in Panama City, Florida, in 1942, just kicking back and drinking cokes.、Um, so it's, I thought that was kind of crazy. And you think about it, oh, that that's that's a really good PR stunt. We made sure at no. No worry about the ex- the expense to the company that everyone could have a coke in their hand if they're a serviceman for just five cents.、Um, and back then, five cents was a little bit more valuable than it is today. But still, that really wasn't that bad.、Um, you're paying pretty cheap for a coke that they had to fly across the world for fountain drinking fountains. <laughs> and I guess at the time, bottles weren't as popular. It took a while till they got bottles to come out,、um, but that used to just be on tap. It's a common myth that Coca-Cola invented the image of Santa Claus as we know it today.、Um, they thought the red part was just from Coke. Well, no, yes and no. Santa had been portrayed as a man dressed in red as early as 1870. You know, before Coca-Cola was a thing. However, there was some ads that boosted the, the red suit image. So. He was. He did have his red suit in 1870. That was before Coca-Cola was even thought of as a thing. So no, they didn't invent it, but they did make it popular.、Um, a lot of really cool ads with Santa Claus, really cool painting of Santa Claus holding up Coke, a Coke,、um, made it more popular. So yes, it did help make it more popular, but it didn't invent it. Now, invented by pharmacist John Pemberton in 1886, Coca-Cola was originally advertised as a brain tonic to relieve headaches and exhaustion. It contained ingredients from the cola nut, including caffeine and also cocaine, but not as much people think. Not as much cocaine as you think. There was only about nine milligrams per glass, and it was removed in 1903, so it wasn't around very long. But yes, there was some cocaine, cocaine, in, in the Coca-Cola. Pemberton's inspiration for the drink was a popular concoction called Vin Mariani, <clears throat> invented in France. It was a mixture of Bordeaux red wine and cocaine, which that I would love to get my hands on. The Vin Mariani, red wine and cocaine in a drink. <laughs> I just, just imagine people in Paris just getting shitfaced off of red wine and coke and be like, "This stuff tastes amazing." <laughs> However, the U.S., especially the Deep South. Was in the midst of an anti-alcohol movement at the time, so this gave Pemberton the idea of creating a drink、uh, for those who were abstinent from from alcohol. So he's like, "Oh, great! You put cocaine in a drink. Let's just take the red wine out of it, keep the cocaine in there." <laughs> Now, like I was saying,、um, with the bottles and stuff like that, the bottles of the Coca-Cola, you know how they have that very unique shape. We all know that if you think of a Coca-Cola bottle, like a classic one, that was supposed to be off of the coca, the coconut. Um, not coconut, but the the nut of the coca plant, and how it's supposed to sort of look like the shape of a coca plant nut. 
Um, and at first, you could only get Coca-Cola via tap at a lot of places. You'd have to go to like drugstores and get it off tap. Then they come up with a bottle and the bottle. Everything was advertised supposed to make it Coca-Cola unique. That's why I said their advertising was amazing. They, they gave it to the servicemen around the world during World War II, which great PR stunt made them look good. But also that means everyone around the world saw all these successful American GIs drinking Coca-Cola. And, you know, we know that, you know, such like, like cigarette bland, bland brands like Red Stripe is popular over in Europe right now because the, the Americans uh, smoked them over there. Same thing I bet happened with Coca-Cola. It was already an established company by then, but with World War II, it's going all over the globe now. So they're amazing. They even go down to their, their bottle shape. They didn't just pick a random bottle. They picked it to be very unique and very iconic. So we all, I, I know I'm talking to you. You all know what Coca-Cola company is, and I bet you're picturing the bottle in your head right now. Not that hard to do. That's why I think all this, the secrecy, the, 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 the civil war, everything. I think Coca-Cola company is a great representation of America. Not morally great or whatever. I mean, I'm sure they've done some things in their day. They're such a big company. I'm sure they've done. But I think it's a good representation of America, the history of it. It was born out of an opioid addiction from the Civil War, a morphine addiction from the Civil War. It was passed down from generation to generation uh, by word of mouth until a businessman uh, businessmen were able to integrate it into the American economy where it just exploded and advertising Americans are great at advertising. Coca-Cola is American advertising. It's influenced Santa Claus. It's influenced um, different war efforts. It's 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 all over. Coca-Cola has had one of the most successful advertising runs of all time. And it's one of the most recognizable names around the globe. And now their secrecy keeps their success. Um, it's just a very interesting company. Take a look into it. There's a lot more to it. I know this episode was short and pretty simple. Get used to it. Uh, my new job is taking up a lot more time than my old one, and that's okay. Um, I feel like I'm more valued. But anyway, thanks for listening, Huda Thunkers. That is my Coca-Cola secret, the secret being what is their recipe. It's been given up by American Life back in 2011, but has it. Coca-Cola says, nope, you got an old recipe. We don't even use that anymore, but nice try. So no one actually knows the recipe, not one single person. It's just in a vault somewhere. Um, I like to think maybe the guy who put it in the vault may know but that was so long ago who knows maybe they were sworn to not read it so coca-cola secrecy thanks for listening that was episode 99 uh tune in next week i'm gonna keep trying to publish these on wednesdays it might move to sundays i don't know they say if you want to keep your podcast growing your audience growing consistently come out well consistently come out in the same time and the same day of the week uh and weekly is better uh and it's like well you know I don't get paid for this. <laughs> I have to work a job now, a real job. Like my fiance says, your old job was kind of like a job. You had a lot of free time. This new one, at least starting out now, um, I have to learn a lot really quickly. Maybe in a year or so when I'm getting a little more comfortable, I'll have a lot more free time. But right now, uh, I got to learn a lot. So anyway, thanks for listening to Huda Thunkers and tune in next week. Um, I'm going to, like I said, keep coming out on Wednesday. The, very, the first time I'm not able to come out on a Wednesday for that episode, you'll know. I'll tell you, hey, next week it's on Sunday or whatever. But as of right now, publishing these before noon on Wednesdays, um, maybe be earlier. I might publish this tonight, Tuesday night. So who knows? Thanks for listening. Check in next week.